0: Good morning, sports fans. Ryland Turner here for another wild edition of Ryland's Morning Sports Report, and it is another World Cup edition. It's a bonus episode. Kyle, we were we were planning on doing two, but here we are doing one more.
1: Yeah, why not? It's it's been fun and, and the World Cup's been a lot of fun. It's fun to talk about.
0: I have not been obsessed with a sport as much as I have been with the World Cup since our Olympic uh journey there, where the Olympics was just constantly on my TV. The wor- I I'm watching countries I know nothing about. Nothing. And I am in just enthusiastic watching this. I'm playing FIFA like a motherfucker. Like things are things are getting great. So well this morning we're gonna talk about the ending of the group stages, the beginning of the knockout round. Kyle, there's been a lot of action over the last two two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy how quick it's been.
0: Um I just off the top. I want to talk about a few of the like non-football uh, related stories. Uh, the Japanese fans cleaning up. What an incredible story.
1: Yeah, this is really cool. It's it's. I mean, it's the thing. I will say this about. Credit to the fans who are doing their best to bring as much normalcy to this World Cup as they possibly can. Yeah. Because it's just. I mean it's it's such an oddity of a world cup but yeah there've been a lot of exciting uh, a lot of great things we're seeing from the fan bases for sure
0: I've been watching the Netflix series uncover uncovering the uh uncovering fifa um and it is it is some wild shit this this uh world cup in particular it's it, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode but like Man, if, if anyone's interested in what's been going on get, to get them to Qatar, y- you got to watch this documentary. And uh, to all the credit and, and to um, – as much as I wouldn't want to credit this guy, uh, the – I guess the president of, of FIFA or former president of FIFA uh, at the time that they were he, – he is in this thing, and he is just being grilled.
1: Uh, Seth Blatter.
0: Yes, yes. He is – a charismatic individual, to say the very least. But they go into, like, more than just, obviously, this World Cup. They go into the whole history of the organization of FIFA, uh, the original um, president, which led into Bladder. Um, yeah, it, it's fascinating. So, like I said, anybody who's interested in that kind of stuff, I, I would highly recommend this Netflix talk.
1: I've heard it's been good. I, I need to check that one out for sure.
0: So, Kyle, let's talk about these uh, these groups, and let's talk about how, how it went. We went through the groups last time and talked about each individual team. Let's just talk about the results of, of what these teams have kind of led us in each group.
1: Alright, sure. Let's do it. Group A, I think, went kind of how we expected it to. Qatar, the hosts, crashed out. Three losses. Not a great showing. Netherlands and Senegal were the where the teams that ended up moving through the, the class of the division, as it were. It, it was a good... It, you know, it's... As much chaos as we've seen over the course of this World Cup, Group A went as pretty much as chalk as we could expect them to. So good to see, I suppose, depending on depending on the fan base you're talking about. It is entertaining to see. Group B, kind of the same thing. England did have a bit of a scare uh, drawing the United States, as they are one to do, but easy victories over Iran and Wales gets them through. The United States relying on their star forward, Kristen Polisic getting the goal that they needed in their victory over Iran, their lone victory in this tournament so far. And that knocked and brought them to the knockout stage. So good on them. Group C was topsy-turvy to begin with, with Saudi Arabia beating beating Argentina. That would prove to be their only win. and But what, what a did. win. But what a
0: win. (laughs) I I talk about the the, the Japanese fans and how much they impressed me with that, but the the reaction that Saudi Arabia had to that victory was beyond comprehension. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous.
1: And it proved to be, unfortunately for them, I suppose, it proved to be not enough. Argentina, 2-0 victories over both Mexico and Poland. Mexico not making it to the round of 16, first time in a while they haven't made it to the knockout. And I feel like there's going to be some interesting consequences is the wrong word. But, you know, there will be fallout from Mexico not being able to advance, even in a tough group like Group C was.
0: Well, as far as I've read, the manager has already been let go.
1: Yeah, I expect that there's going to be a lot of changes. I really do think that we've seen the last of some star players for Mexico at these major tournaments. And I think Mexico's going to start to move in a direction, especially with them playing host in four years. They're going to be hosting some matches in, in the next World Cup. They're going to be expected to do really well it will be it'll be interesting to see uh whether or not or what's going to happen with Mexico going forward uh, as they uh, sort of reshape the the federation a little bit France was the class of their world cup group they cruised through don't let a loss to tunisia fool you they were playing their bench uh their manager had left 9 of their starters off that lineup so you know Still would have expected to win, but not a not a shocker. And uh, to see Australia manage to pull through and, and make it to the round of sixteen was kind of cool. But France is still very much a threat in this World Cup tournament. The absolute surprise of this tournament has been Japan, with one of <coughs> the bizarrest group stages I can uh, certain memory, or in in that I can ever remember, um, they beat Germany. Then they lost to Costa Rica, and then they beat Spain. <laughs> you love to see it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless oh, yeah. you're Germany or Spain, Germany uh, pulled off the draw against against Spain, but a win over Costa Rica not nearly enough to catch the Spanish. You, they, I can't imagine the Germans were expecting them to lose to Japan, even though they themselves had lost to Japan. But Germany not making the knockout round, I, they've already been through some upheaval, having fired their long-time coach, Joachim Lowe, before this uh, go-round, uh, this qualifying period in the World Cup. I'm very interested to see what we get from the Germans going forward, because there's going to have to be some big changes, I think.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And this is, it, it's for, In the time that I've been alive watching the World Cup, it's weird not to see Germany there.
1: Yeah. Group F. Apparently Morocco is a power all of a sudden. They they got things done over the course of this <laughs> World Cup. They they looked really strong against Belgium in a 2-0 victory. They beat Canada, can't they make Canada look like they weren't there, but man after that first Alphonso Davies goal, Croatia put the pedal down against Canada. Um, that was a drubbing. I, I stopped watching it 3-1. Uh, apparently they went on to score yet another goal. Canada, it's a, it's a disappointment. They got their first goal, but to not get a draw in this World Cup is disappointing. But here's the difference. Again, we talked about how young Canada is. The World Cup for them is the next World Cup. The same cannot be said for Belgium, who crashed out of this World Cup, which was sort of a a last chance. And considering this Belgian Golden Age had a team that was for a while ranked number one in the world, to come out of this Golden Age with no Euro wins or finals and no World Cup wins or finals, it's disappointing. I think ultimately it's just there was a lot of talent here that could not quite get the job done uh when it came to that top top level. And yeah, it's sad to see some of these guys never get to have that opportunity to hoist a trophy or play in that final match to potentially hoist one. But we'll see what the Belgian Federation does going forward because again, those are that's a team that is gonna have to do some major rebuilding. Brazil is in an interesting situation. They are a strong team going forward. They're a threat to win it. They've got a side set up for them in the the bracket that looks favorable. Ah, Neymar hurt. That's tough. It looks like he's he might come back for the knockout round. That's never what you want to see when you're talking about your star player. Right. And the Swiss have looked strong coming through. They've they've managed to find the scoring that I, I said they needed to, to get to get through. They put up three goals against Serbia, which is a strong defensive team. Similar story if we're talking about teams that are in disappointment, uh Uruguay to not make it through and now this is again a golden generation that's kind of in a situation where it might be over for a lot of these guys. Portugal managed to come through to get into the knockout uh, stage. Cristiano did get a single goal, but I think they're going to need him to be a bit stronger going into the knockout stages. And South Korea, another surprise to make it through. So it was exciting to see some some of the teams that you expected to see making it into the next round, but a few big surprises for sure. Do you have any, uh,
0: or firstly, we're into the knockout stage as we speak, are we not?
1: Yes, uh, so the so, first two knock uh, round of 16 matches have happened as of our recording of this.
0: Okay, and what what are the results?
1: So, Netherlands faced the United States and beat them. Netherlands looked in total control of that match. And this uh, Dutch team, I feel like they needed a real signature match to show just how good they are, and they really had it against the United States. The United States played, you know, as strong a game as they could – but they were really outclassed in this match, and it goes to show how well Netherlands played today.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Netherlands, are they? is this a team that looks like they could be World Cup final bound?
1: They've been here. I say they've been here. This is a new group of people. Um, Louis van Hall has been had success in the World Cup before, their manager. But to talk about the players, there's strength here, certainly. But... The other match we need to talk about is Argentina beat Australia two one, not as impressive a win, but you know still a victory is a victory. You just all you need is wins in the knockout stage, and now we've got a matchup set up in the quarterfinals between Argentina and Netherlands. Coming into this tournament, I would say Argentina far and away would be the the, the favorite in this match. Looking at it now, I feel like it's far more of a toss up. Netherlands has had success in World Cups in, past, in times past. They made the finals of the 2010 World Cup. They were a semi-finalist in 2014. That was a generation ago, though. All of the players that are on this team, they weren't on those teams. Uh, mo- the vast majority, anyway. But... The way they've been playing, uh, with some strong attacking football, Memphis Depay has looked fantastic. Their star scorer, since he has been able to play full matches, he has he's looked very very good. I'd say this this feels like a toss up. I'd still give the edge to Argentina, but it's a narrow edge.
0: Who's been the most surprising for you coming into this uh, this grouped round?
1: Um, uh, Japan. Japan. I don't okay. I mean I, this is a situation where I this was not a Japan team coming into this tournament I would have thought of as even strong for a Japan team. This is a Japan team that came together and played really, really well and they didn't go away. They refused to um they refused to back down in, in into some tough matches. Yeah, I don't know. It was a really, really good. It was a really, really good performance by them in the match against Germany and the match against Spain. I, I didn't see their Costa Rica match, but to to lose to Costa Rica certainly a disappointment. But they're in on the knockout stage. They've got a matchup in Croatia that uh, there's potential that they could win it. They're just a team at this point that it's, they're hard to count out because they've beaten two really good sides.
0: Um, I mentioned earlier how impressed I was with the Saudi Arabian fans as well as the Japanese fans. Out of all of uh, what you've seen so far, Kyle, whose fans are standing
1: out to you? (laughs) Uh, So this is a catch-all, of course, but I love me some African football. The Cameroonian fans, when they beat Brazil celebrating with their – I mean there it was amazing they they got the goal in the ninetieth minute, and the guy who scored the goal was assessed a yellow card for excessive celebration. that was unfortunately his second yellow, so he was sent off of the match after scoring what turned out to be the game winning goal. But the celebration of that it was the first African team to beat Brazil at the world cup that's a huge accomplishment, even if it if it didn't have any factor for Brazil going into the the knockout stage, that's still a huge win. Those are the Brazilian bench. I don't know if you know this, really good players. (laughs) They've got 20 really talented players. So for them to to come along, unfortunately Africa is now down to only two squads making the knockout round. And based on who they're playing. It would not be surprising if by the round of eight there were no African teams left. But it is cool to see their fans so excited and uh, celebrating and, and, you know, enjoying the festivities of the World Cup. And I I would like to see an African team, you know, push, make it to a, a quarterfinal or a semifinal, have something to really build on going into the next World Cup. Um, North
0: American football has become, uh, sorry, I, I should say North American soccer has become uh, quite a prominent thing in Canada and the U.S. In this World Cup, who do you think uh, player-wise stood out to you coming out of uh, both of those countries?
1: Christian Pulisic is as good as advertised to the United States. He, in, in this Netherlands match... Which, again, they didn't play that badly. He was distributing the ball well. He ended up getting an assist on the goal that they scored, which put them back in this match. He had a great opportunity on a beautiful shot that that was a a fantastic save for the Dutch goalkeeper. He scored a goal that got them through for a run. He looks like he is the real deal. Alfonso Davies, I think lived up to the billing for Canada. He was definitely, when he got the opportunity to touch the ball, what looked fantastic, even in matches where, again, they were outmatched uh, against Croatia. They were outmatched against Belgium in certain ways. I feel like they were outplaying Belgium for a lot of that match. But there, he was impressive. I would say that I was impressed by Alistair Johnson who uh, the defender for Canada, who is now on his way to Celtic. He got a major European contract out of this World Cup, and it's not surprising to see that does happen for a lot of the players for some of the smaller nations is they get noticed by major European powers who are watching this this tournament uh, closely and seeing if these guys can hang with top-level talent. It is uh, Costa Rica's goaltender, uh, Kaylor Navas, got a huge transfer opportunity from 8 years ago when he led Costa Rica to the round of 8. So yeah, there's always some guys who will rise up. I feel like Pulisic to me was probably the biggest star from North America, but there were certainly a few Canadians who stood out as well.
0: Uh and the last question I have before I oh, I guess my second last question rather than um Kyle, who has been the best goalkeeper of this World Cup so far? Do you think?
1: Oh, that is a tough, tough question. I mean, it's always really difficult to answer who has been the best goalkeeper because you know, to be a top goalkeeper for let's say, let's say, um, a Spain. For example, Spain has had some, had a fairly impressive defensive play. To be the best, or to be a goaltender for Spain is a very different task than to be Kaylor Navas for Costa Rica, I should say, because the difference in shot attempts, the difference in work, the big thing about being a goalkeeper One is kind of tricky. I will say, I do think that Hugo Lloris uh, has always impressed me for France. I think he's a very, very strong goalkeeper. But I got to go with, I mean, Brazil is such a strong squad. And... Part of what makes them so good is there's just talent from the back to the front, and it starts with Allison, their goaltender. He is one of the best in the world for a reason, and I feel like he, to me, I think he stood out the most to me, but it's it's tough to pick a single one.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, so my final question for you this morning is, uh, in the last episode, you picked England and Brazil to headline the World Cup finals. Are you still confident with those choices?
1: I was never confident with them to begin with. But <laughs> So here's what I will say about this situation. We are building to what it could be some truly fascinating matchups as we move, especially the ground of eight. As I said, Netherlands and Argentina are already there. I would expect that Brazil is going to be able to get through any of the teams they have in their bracket to get to the semifinals. It would be a stunning upset for them to lose to South Korea. And to be honest, it would be a stunning upset for them to lose to either Japan or Croatia. So I'll chalk them through to the semifinals at least before they meet a team that's reaching near their caliber. Even without Neymar, I think they'll be able to get through those teams. but. We're building towards a potential quarterfinal matchup of England and France, which would be massive.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Almost as massive, if not – actually, you know, it's hard to say almost. Probably as massive. We could be building to a World Cup quarterfinal between Spain and Portugal, to the, the two teams on the Iberian Peninsula battling it out for a spot in the semifinal. Those are some really, really big matches. There hasn't been anything that has really given me pause about England aside from the fact that France is really really good.
0: That's fair. That's totally fair.
1: So I am I still I'm going to still go with my picks, but I will say to have to play through a quarterfinal against France, that's a tough task. France has been a well-oiled machine, and if they can get through Poland, who is no slouch, they're a good team, but if they can get through Poland, uh, and they can continue to roll, they might be really tough to knock out. So, I will say, as of right now, I will hold on to England over Brazil, but I do think it is more of a toss ta- it's certainly a toss-up.
0: Fair. Um, uh- Kyle, do you have any closing thoughts about what we've seen so far in the World Cup?
1: Not really. I mean, the big thing for me is it's just, it's been nice to see again. It's nice to see football uh, going on. It's been nice to see the international game uh, back at it. I am, this World Cup being an oddity, obviously, I feel like pandemic almost eases me into that because I'm just used to sporting events being a little bit off right now. Mm -hmm. But, I will say it's nice to see the World Cup happening at all, and it's going to be odd for there going to be no World Cup for a couple days as we move from the round of 16 to the quarters, and uh, and then moving through those 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 days off, uh, giving the players the opportunity to rest in advance of their their uh, their games. But I will say I'm excited to see the conclusion of this. There are we well, was going to say 16, but now. Uh, 14 very, very strong sides left in this tournament. And I'm hoping to see some cool stuff. I want to see a surprise or two. I would love to see a Senegal or a Morocco or a South Korea find their way into, uh, the semi, the quarters of the semis. That would be really cool. So hoping to have a little bit of a surprise, but would not be surprised if we see the classic European and South American powers dominate things
0: going forward. Awesome. Well, that is a very quick edition of Ryland's morning sports report, but I mean, it was a bonus show to begin with. Um, Kyle, thank you again for joining us this morning. Uh, This has been very educational.
1: I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I, I, this world cup has just taken over my life completely. I, I didn't know I liked soccer this much. With all that being said, uh, firstly, before we get out of here, uh, go check out our last Wednesday night rewind. Uh, we covered WCW Wrestle War 92. That was a really fun show. Um, I've, we, we, I've heard, already heard some good feedback from, from that one. Uh, we just dropped world's funniest podcast where myself, DK, welcome Mick Hawley, who had a busy week on the channel last week, uh, appearing twice with surviving the series and, uh, that episode. And we chatted a whole bunch of stuff, including, Two James Bond movies, and that leads us into what's coming. Uh, Guys, we have Jagger's Eve dropping uh, December 23rd, where we're going to be talking about our Spotify slash – Kyle, you're a YouTube music guy, are you not?
1: I am. I've got my list. Perfect. Perfect.
0: We're going to be talking our Spotify slash YouTube lists. We're going to be talking about, uh, dine-in restaurants as well as the final James Bond movie of the series that me, myself, and DK are doing. Kyle, are you ready for almost three hours of James Bond?
1: We will see. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I gotta, I gotta see if I'm willing to do the homework assignment for this one. I already have to drink Jaeger. So we will see.
0: (laughs) Jaeger might be a welcome, uh, thing with the, the, the film. Um, with all that being said, though, uh, we also have a Christmas show as well as a sports report dropping that same week as well. So stay tuned. We have our season finale of, uh, uh, of Wednesday Night Wall coming up, Kyle.
1: We do. Winter is coming. And yes, we will be talking coming. about
0: it. Winter has is, has fully come for you, I, I, from what I understand. Uh, it's it's and,
1: cold here,
0: man. It's cold here, too, but no snow on the ground. We had, uh, we had our Santa Claus parade and... He was here, I guess, via someone's Ford escort. With all that being said, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See ya.
1: You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop, and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by R.J. Spear, and you can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.